and welcome to the Public School Matters podcast presented by the North Carolina Association of School Administrators. I'm Katherine Joyce, NCASA's Executive Director, and joining me as she does for each episode is Legal Affairs and Policy Manager Elizabeth Yelverton. Together, we talk about the legislative and policy news affecting our public schools in North Carolina. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in. And thanks especially for tuning in a lot recently, as we have now reached a new milestone with our podcast, and that is a thousand episodes downloaded so far. So big shout out to our listeners, and please continue to recommend our podcast and subscribe as we will continue to bring you news on all the latest and what's going on in our schools. Speaking of the latest, this week, Catherine and I are thrilled to be joined by Ken Dirksen, who is the president of the North Carolina School Public Relations Association, as well as the executive director of community engagement and student and family support at Wayne County Public Schools, which is actually where I attended school. And it's always nice to speak to some fellow Wayne County folks. How are you doing today, Ken? I'm doing great. Thank you, uh, Elizabeth. Thank you, uh, um for, for having me today and for allowing me this opportunity to share a little bit of information about NCSPRA. Yes, Kim, we indeed are happy to have you uh, with us on this podcast today. And for our listeners who may not be familiar with that acronym you used, NCSPRA, can you talk a little bit about the organization and who it represents? Absolutely. The North Carolina School Public Relations Association has a rich history dating back to 1970. Our members serve local school districts in a variety of roles, including public information officers, communications, community relations directors, coordinators, specialists for various communications areas, superintendents, and even HR directors. Our mission is to build support for public education through well-planned and responsible public relations. And of course, ultimately, all of our efforts are intended to help advance students in our school communities. Well, Ken, thanks for that overview. I know a lot of times, you know, you you hear school employees and you might not always think of, you know, public relations uh, officials. So we are so glad to have NCSPR as one of our 12 affiliate organizations. And I personally love speaking with our affiliates on the latest issues in our schools, because really Catherine and I are just the messengers uh, that advocate at the General Assembly and Really, our affiliates are the experts in their fields. And as an expert in your field, Ken, could you talk to us a little bit more about the role of school public information officers uh, just in general? Absolutely. So so it's a, a, a couple of things you have to think about. So we're publicly funded, our school districts, just like county government and state government. And so your public information officers are often the ones that are on the boots on the ground for public information requests as people are seeking records and documents of how public schools are uh, ran and operated. Um, we also oversee the communication tools. So think websites, social media for those school districts like Wayne, which has an education access channel, we would oversee that. And of course, all of your call system and uh, another um, two-way engagement tools that we work to offer to, to really have meaningful communications with our families. That is helpful, Ken. Thank you for sharing and especially highlighting the communications that public information officers do in working with parents and families. And we know you also help to communicate with school staff to keep all of them up to date on new laws and policies that they need to know about And also just offering timely and helpful information on a variety of topics that need to be communicated both to staff and the public. So I'm I'm wondering, though, 
a lot of times public information officers who are who we commonly call PIOs, you're also often the bearer of bad news, which is unfortunate. But that makes me think to ask you, are there any major issues right now that are affecting our schools that uh, you and the public information officer organization are particularly concerned about? Or are there any uh, major initiatives that are taking a lot of time and effort for you and your colleagues to help explain right now? Well, I think you have a a variety of of, uh, common issues that you're seeing not only across North Carolina public schools, but across the um, nation. I mean, you have the the challenges associated with uh, the the school bus driver vacancy crisis, where you have school districts struggling to keep buses on the road. Um, And for those buses that are on the road um, with drivers, those drivers are carrying double and triple routes at times. And, And so you see um, a lot of delays, which, you know, can, you know, impact the seat time in the classroom. So which, of course, uh, is especially a concern for, for North Carolina public schools as we consider um, the need for academic recovery efforts. We know the challenge of what happened during the pandemic when students were not in the classroom physically and the need to have them there so they can be learning. So that's certainly a concern that the, this school and campus safety concerns um, that our parents are, are experiencing and uh, the challenges associated with, um, you know, the the text or the social media hoaxes or um, the the concerning messages that sometimes get put out online, which just elevate concerns. Because certainly, um, our parents are very much in tune with what's happening across the country. And anytime someone threatens harm against students or schools, it, it, it's it's alarming and and it just further elevates concerns and regarding the safety of our students. And so, you know, keeping good information out to our families regarding what schools are doing to keep students safe. And of course, um, in those times when when instances happen where we're having to, to bear the, the 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 news that, you know, someone has posted a threat or made a uh, or communicated a threat against um, a student or against a school, you know, th- those are, are challenging. And we want to make sure that we're um, understanding because parents are concerned and, and making sure we have empathy and understanding and the need to make sure we're making and sharing uh, good, clear communications to our families. Um, we also know that there's a need for schools to to rebuild trust. You know, during the pandemic, a lot of parents jumped ship from the public schools. They went to homeschool. They went to private schools where maybe they didn't have to wear masks. Maybe they didn't have the the remote requirements or the um, or the hybrid and the the, the social distancing requirements. So um, we saw. Uh, enrollment drop across the state in our public schools. So helping, you know, rebuild trust, helping families understand that our schools are a safe place to send their children, that that we're not in the same place where we were two years ago um, under some of the, some, uh, under the mandates that we, we had to follow and that um, that we're working to do education. You know, NCSRA strongly believes that the the greatest school choice offerings are in our public schools. When you think about our vocational programs or our CTE programs or our arts programs and just the plethora of offerings that we can offer our families and to our students. So we know that there's, it doesn't take much, but from a K-12 perspective, we haven't really thought about marketing in the same way that maybe higher ed has for years. So it's a, it's a learning curve. So that's one of the big focuses for us is helping our school communications members across the, the state understand how to be more strategic with their communications when it comes to helping rebuild trust and brand awareness. 
Um, you know, we know civility is a big issue. We saw a lot of that, you know, during the pandemic with individuals that maybe showed up at board meetings or were expressing concerns. We, we want to make sure that that our public understands what we are doing as school districts and, and making sure that we're um, creating opportunities for open dialogue and, and making sure that some of the misinformation that sometimes gets communicated through social media is dispelled with good, clear information about the great things that our schools are doing and what's happening in regarding particular issues. We know equity is a hot topic. And for a lot of our um, uh, PIOs and, and, and members, you know, social media management is really a, a, a big topic, too, because right now, you know, and you see it a lot during the elections and a lot of opinions, a lot of misinformation, a lot of false information, a lot of attacks, uh, making sure that we protect our, our, our social media in a way that we still create those public forums that can be occurring um, as people from our schools share good information and good photos, but also making sure that we're doing our very best to protect our students from, you know, from content that may be getting pushed onto our social media sites as people want to bring in national issues to school districts that may not even be dealing with those particular issues at this time. Wow, you're, you guys are covering a lot of territory from the school public information office. So thank you for what you do and, and being in those critical roles. And there's a lot that you covered there that that I really hadn't hadn't stopped to think about our communications professionals really being in the mix of all of those major issues. Well, and, and you know, we're we're also being in tune as an organization to what issues are impacting our our members and our school districts. So, you know, so having those conversations at the state level about how we can work to um, address the concerns regarding um, the, the school buses, for instance, and or, you know, some of the um, social and emotional and mental health challenges that we're seeing across the country impacting our youth and children and teens and and what we can be doing through good, clear engagement strategies to help better support our, our schools and our communities. So there's a lot of uh, continued support and, and advocacy in a lot of different areas, but just making sure that we're all working together towards one common goal of bringing out the best in our schools and our communities. Well, we're definitely glad to hear that, Ken. And like Catherine says, I'm just in shock uh, over all of the you know different material and, and content that y'all are keeping up with and sharing with students and staff and their families. But I also appreciate that you mentioned that you're sharing good news and you know really trying to create positive marketing around our public schools because they are great options for our students and I would argue the best option for our students. But you know, I also heard that we need to celebrate the work that your organization has been doing for some uh, a little over 50 years now. Um, in fact, as of 2020, NCSPR has been supporting school districts for 50 years. Uh, so just a big congratulations from us at NCASA to NCSPR. Well, we appreciate that. And um, and for 50 years, we or 50 plus years now, it's it's uh, it's certainly been a been an adventurous ride for our organization as we've continued to, to grow as an, as an organization to support North Carolina public schools. We're as a chapter um, during the first 50 years for nearly three decades, we uh, won Blue Ribbon uh, National Blue Ribbon Awards for our chapter for the work that was being done. Um, over the past two years since the pandemic began, we have received three Mark and Distinction Exemplary Chapter Awards from the National School Public Relations Association and a Golden Achievement Award for the work that we have done as a chapter to support our members and, of course, North Carolina public schools. When the pandemic first hit, we actually were at the table on the COVID-19 work, the communications work team that DPI put together um, to help engage our families and communicate information as North Carolina tried to 
to navigate this new environment we were operating in when, when we were put in that remote environment. And so we served on that committee and, and I remember uh, setting on calls an hour and a half, two hours in those first weeks a day. And we met daily for, for weeks into months and then met, you know, as we got into the next year, you know, we started meeting, you know, more weekly than daily. And so it was very interesting to see how as a state, we work together. And I think that's where we saw the value of, and I'll, and I'll use an old adage that I that I, that I I really believe strongly in is that rising tides raise all ships. And we can't take credit for that. That's, a, that's an old saying, but there's a lot of truth to that. And that's how North Carolina really took to communications coming out of this, the State Department of Public Instruction and really working together to make sure we we're giving good, clear information of what was going on, what the mandates were, how we were going to respond, how we were going to move forward. And as we move from the, the response into more a operational mode of how we're going to op- operationalize our schools in this environment, and then how we moved out of that mode into being proactive and trying to look past the pandemic and how we were going to operate, you know, school communication leaders were on the, the, the edge of making sure good information was going on in our communities. Because, you know, in order for our schools to be successful, first of all, our you know parents had to understand, our staff had to understand, and of course, our communities had to understand and we saw a lot of challenges because during the initial parts of the pandemic, you know, teachers were hailed as heroes as school districts were forced to go into continued remote environments and hybrid environments. We saw more of a, I don't want to say a vilification, but there was a more negative perception regarding public education and how they were responding because a lot of individuals could look towards the private schools who weren't held to those same standards or requirements, even though they were still dealing with the same challenges. We have worked really hard as an organization to elevate the craft of school communications and public relations, and of course, making sure that everything we do is really rooted at advancing students and student achievement in our schools. And and that's where it's important to have good perception. We've learned that schools that don't have good engagement with their families don't have good support. They're the first ones to be criticized because, you know, maybe something didn't go as well as it should have. But when parents are engaged, parents are more understanding of what's going on in those classrooms and what's going on in those buildings. And they're more apt to be more supportive when it comes time to deal with particular issues or challenges that may impact that school. Absolutely. And and Ken, I'm I'm just thinking about your 50-year history as an organization and, and the communications work that you and your colleagues have done all those years. I venture to say, as someone who used to work in in the public, um, in the daily newspaper business, that the way you you do the work in communicating with parents and families and students and staff has changed a bit over that 50 year years that you've uh, been been around as an organization. I Absolutely. guess that I, I'm thinking as 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 we we sort of um, celebrate that 50 years. What about forward thinking? What is NCSPRA looking forward to most over over the next few years and and really focused on maybe trying to highlight and improve in the work of school public information? Well, I I think for us, it's important to to celebrate the past. I mean, when we think about the successes that came out of our organization um, that we take a lot of pride in as a chapter and the national recognitions for the work that we've done and and even participating as an affiliate with NCASA with the 175th anniversary of public education and and offering our PR lens to that campaign. Um, There's a lot of things that we can take real pride in as an organization. Um, Looking ahead and building off the successes of the past 50 years and and the past successes of the the past two, I mean, we realized that we're not in the same environment that we were just even a few years ago. I can remember a time when people talked about, well, how do you do a webinar? 
But yet look at us today having a Zoom conversation for a podcast. Nobody thinks twice about two-way communications in the same way that they did five years ago even. And so as we look back at how we used to communicate, you know, it was a time that we could send out a press release as our as a as a as a form of communications to keep the public informed. Well, now with the the cuts that we've seen across news media and the competition to try to have your news shared as far as as long as everyone else's, um, that's become more challenging. So, you know, for school districts, they almost have to become their own newsroom in many ways to make sure information is being shared because there's not the same dependable sources. And of course, for our families, they've become more in tune with two-way communications. So they want real-time communications on what's happening. They don't want to wait for that letter to come home in the backpack like it, like it might have done even to, up to 10 years ago. Um, they want 21st century technology and tools to help communicate. And when we have individuals you know, that are coming into our craft or those that have been in it for 20 years, it's a constant retraining. And, and of course, we've got so many new digital I, I want to say uh, natives coming into our, our environment and, and helping lead school communication efforts. So when I see someone that's coming straight out of college, what they bring to the table with their understanding of social media and the latest apps and the latest tools of how they can reach families and, and, you know, realizing that, you know, our family, some of our families at the elementary school are of the same age. And so it's really critical for us to be open and, and flexible and continue to grow as the technology and the tools uh, continue to change as well. Absolutely. And, and, you know, we at NCASA, we, we've been growing right alongside NCSPRA and, and other communications professionals. I, I think back to 2020 and when the pandemic first hit, I, I don't know that I had ever uh, tried to get onto a Zoom webinar or even knew, knew how to go about it. And, and we had to adapt, adapt quickly. And, and we're all of that mindset now. But you're right. Our students, that's how they've, that's how they've been learning for yep. the past few years, and and it's it's natural to them. So we we've got to adapt and learn uh, to teach to to where they are um, focused and how they learn best. And 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 that's that's an important way that our schools are growing and changing. So we're going to continue uh, to grow right alongside you, and we're going to focus on our efforts to provide timely and helpful communications to help inform what is happening in public education. We are thankful that you. And the folks at NCSPRA and the public information officers in our school districts all across the state of North Carolina, we appreciate the work that you lead every day on behalf of schools, staff, students, and families. So, Ken, thank you so much for being, being with us. And we will we'll look forward to having that partnership, and hopefully for another 50 years or more, as, as we're celebrating NCSPR's accomplishments in this in this uh, episode of the podcast. Absolutely. Well, well, Catherine, I appreciate the opportunity to be on this morning, or, or I should say today. Um, and I'll just leave with this quote. Author and CEO Pat McMillan once stated, excellent communication doesn't just happen naturally. It's a product of process, skill, climate, relationship, and hard work. And NCSPR appreciates the opportunity to continue working to, to offer strong professional development and networking supports to our members and being a an affiliate of Incasa, so we can offer our professional PR lens um, to any issues or challenges or campaign efforts that you have underway. Thanks so much, Ken. Thank you, Elizabeth. And if any of our members listening today have feedback on any of the issues we've discussed today that maybe Ken brought up about um, the bus driver shortage or you know relations in your district with families, please feel free to email us at info at ncasa.net. We would love to hear from you and maybe feature your comments in an upcoming episode. 
And if you want to learn more about some of the resources provided through NCASA, you can reach out to our team via the same email, info at ncasa.net, visiting our website, ncasa.net, or following us on Twitter at NCASA Tweets. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again soon. You've been listening to Public School Matters with the North Carolina Association of School Administrators. To stay up to date on legislation and policy news affecting K-12 education, we hope you'll join us for future episodes and subscribe to this podcast. Thank you for helping us ensure that each public school in North Carolina matters.